الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا صدق الله العظيم Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala has given us a complete and a perfect way of life in the guidance that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif and via the noble and most beautiful example of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every facet of life has been very clearly explained and how a person can make this life a place of peace, place of happiness, place of tranquility, joy. This is contained in the way that Nabi Islam has taught. What the Quran Sharif has given us and what Nabi Islam has displayed. And when a person diverts from this, then to the extent that he will adopt some other way, to the extent that he will start borrowing from other cultures and to that extent this worldly life also will become a musibat. Life on earth will also become a type of life which is very difficult and that peace and tranquility that every person is desirous of that will just be a dream. Among the aspects in life that every person is very, very desirous of, whether it be on a level of just between spouses, for example, or with the family in general, or the extended family, or society in general, one thing that makes everything very pleasurable and makes things worth living for is unity. If on a level of the husband and wife, if there's unity, they are at one, then life becomes a pleasure. If between parents and children, the hearts are united, then life becomes very, very enjoyable. Between brothers and sisters, between extended family members, and then the circle gets wider, society in general, and then the entire ummah. Something that brings great amount of pleasure in life, that brings happiness, that brings great amount of contentment, peace, is this unity of the hearts. And when the unity of the hearts are missing, 
then all the luxuries and comforts also become meaningless. If there's no unity of the hearts between husband and wife, then in the most, in the lap of all the luxuries and comforts, in the middle of everything that money can buy, and in the midst of all the wealth that a person can possess, but people contemplate suicide. Because the hearts are totally estranged from each other, there's no unity between the two. If between parents and children this becomes a situation, then a person carries on with life, day-to-day life, like as if nothing is happening, everything is fine. But ask his heart, and he says there's no taste in anything, that my children are treating me in this manner. Or there is no unity left between father and son. Or that son for that matter, he says I am in a turmoil within. I carry on like everything is fine, but ask happening that this is a position, this is a situation that I have been cut off from my father. And like this we can extend it. So this becomes a very, very difficult thing for anybody for that matter. And every person is desirous that these, that the hearts be united, that they be this peace, this happiness, this sukoon. The issue is what will unite hearts? What will bring about this unity of hearts? Unity does not mean that everything and everybody will be same and equal. The five fingers on the hand, no two fingers are the same. All are different. But all are united. All work in mission. All assist one another. All are there for one another. And if you sever one finger, then that finger will be left aside. But as long as they are there, and all are there, then all work, whereas no two fingers are the same. Allah Ta'ala has created insan in a way where no two human beings are the same too. Let alone in other things, even the fingerprint of two people is not the same. Such a small space. Such a small space, and two people's fingerprint is not the same then where is something that is as complex as the mind going to be the same of two people? Two people's fingerprints can't be the same, which is just a piece of skin. And millions of people in the world, but two people's fingerprint is not the same. So the mind, which processes all these billions of bits of information all the time, which has this memory to store things in it, which works out all the fractions and transactions and everything, which can think so far ahead and plan so much, which can imagine so far, which can do so many things. Such a complex thing like the mind, two people's minds are going to be the same. No two people's minds are the same also. And as a result, every person thinks differently, every person's likes and dislikes are different, every person's preferences are different. Somebody likes something hot, so somebody likes it cold, somebody likes it sweet, so somebody likes it sour. Somebody likes it to be very, the air conditioner to be full blast. Somebody says, I'm feeling terribly cold, please switch it off. All this carries on. And in all this, Allah Ta'ala wants us to still live with that happiness, with that sukoon, with that tranquility, with that unity of hearts. Now what will bring this? 
So one principle the Quran Sharif gives us in this regard, where Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala says, وَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا The first thing is that there can only be unity on truth. There can't be unity of truth and untruth. That's impossible. So Allah Ta'ala says, hold on firmly to the rope of Allah Ta'ala. The rope of Allah Ta'ala is the deen of Allah Ta'ala. If a person holds on to the deen of Allah Ta'ala, and every person in that family, the husband, the wife, the parents, the children, the extended family, all are holding on to the rope of Allah Ta'ala, then there's unity. Now the rope of Allah Ta'ala is a very wide concept. For example, it starts off with the word, Aqaid beliefs. So the robe of Allah Ta'ala is one. Deen is one. Iman is one. And the fundamental beliefs are one. So there can only be unity on that same one truth. On that Ta'ala is revealed in the Quran Sharif, which Nabi Islam has given to us. So that is the first step. Then, it consists of ibadat, salah, zakat, fasting, hajj, so there has to be unity in a'mal. Now the wife is conscious of a salah. The husband doesn't want to go to the masjid also. He doesn't perform salah at all. He's not concerned. How these good, they're going to be unity in that. There will be a pretense of things going fine. But there will be turmoil within. And things will be bubbling. And at times it will then find expression. It will somewhere explode. It can be suppressed for a while, for one day, one week, one month, how long? So there has to be unity in man, unity in belief, unity in aqaid. Then there has to be unity in a'mal. Otherwise, it's not going to be possible to sustain this. It can be a pretense of it. There can be some accommodating for some period of time, but how long? And it will surface some way or the other. So there has to be this unity in a'mal. That everybody is concerned about fulfilling what is the obligations of deen. This time for salah, he is also concerned about his salah. The wife is also conscious of her salah. The parents want to fulfill their salah as well. The children are also conscious of their salah. It's a month of Ramadan. Everybody is on the same wavelength as they say. And now there are so many new terminologies that come. They say they are on the same page also. So now everybody is in the same line. All have understood what is Ramadan. Not that one person is fasting. Other is saying, well, don't worry about it. Na'uzubillah. Zakat has to be discharged. Everybody is in the same wavelength. This is Allah Ta'ala's haq. Allah Ta'ala's command. This can't be delayed. There can be that investment. There can be that car that needs to be changed. Zakat is due. This will be paid first. Whatever. That investment can come some other time. So everybody is in the same line, then there's unity in it. But now one is saying, no, keep this money for something else, we need it now. And the other is saying, no, pay the zakat first. It's obviously going to be a problem. So the unity in a'mal. Then the thing that really brings together with iman, belief, faith, aqaid, and a'mal, then we have to live with one another. And this is the entire branch of deen which is called Mu'asharat. 
social interaction. And there has to be this unity in social interaction. In the line of deen, وَعَتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا That hold on to the rope of Allah Ta'ala, everybody must hold on to the same rope. And everybody holds on to this rope also, it won't break. If somebody leaves it, he can fall. But this rope will never break. But everybody has to hold to the same rope of Allah Ta'ala in terms of mu'asharat and social life. And if one person has got the social life of deen, and the other person's social life is what the West is teaching, then where is there going to be peace in that place? Where is there going to be unity there? Deen has given us the most perfect way of life. In ma'asharat, in social interaction. And to understand the ma'asharat, one has to read and study the seerat of Rasulullah What kind of ma'asharat, what kind of social life he taught? How did he go about living as a father to his children, as a husband to his wives, as a person among the rest of his family, as a person in society? What kind of life he led? And more than anything, this is something that is displayed in one's interaction with one's wives. Allah gave Nabi Islam that way of life which was the prescription for this, for this happiness, for this serenity that everybody wants. And then comes the unity in akhlaq. Akhlaq that deen is taught. Just to understand this from some examples, but before that, from all this, there are two salient things that bring the crux of all this. All these things are necessary. But it comes down, it boils down to two things. If these two things are acquired, then this is a achievable reality. If these two things are not acquired, it's just a dream. Now what are these two things? It all sums up into just two things. One is taqwa, the fear of Allah Ta'ala. If the fear of Allah Ta'ala is there, then every person is concerned, how am I supposed to do, what am I supposed to do, in a manner that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. Not that my ego is appeased. Not that I am the victor. I come out victorious out of this problem. No, Allah Ta'ala must become happy. My becoming victorious is not of any consequence. It doesn't mean anything. Is Allah Ta'ala going to be happy or not? So the first thing is taqwa. Fear of Allah Ta'ala. So now when a person has taqwa, then he will watch what he speaks. Because using the wrong languages for example that is against taqwa that destroys the peace and serenity of a home of a family of society person will watch about what he says in terms of he won't cast or he won't make ghibat of somebody he won't make bohtan and slander anybody he won't speak lies he won't do all these things and many other things so this is one whole aspect and then the other vital aspect is tawazu and humility. The reality of humility comes in the heart of a person. Then unity at any level, with humility, unity at any level is achievable. But these two things are vital. Taqwa and tawazu. Just to understand this from some examples, the sahaba kiram Allah wa ta'ala made them our guide. Guides, they are the leaders for the ummah. They learned directly from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
and they implemented these things in their lives. They had the taqwa, they had the tawazu, and they showed us what is this, how easy and how possible it is to achieve this. Despite the normal day-to-day challenges that affect anybody. Dunya is after all dunya. There is no press button that nothing must go out of place. Dunya is dunya. And challenges face everybody. There's one hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Once Hazrat Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhumah. Now who are we talking about? After the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, the two greatest personalities on earth, whoever set foot on earth, Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, who were given the glad tidings of Jannah while walking on this earth. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam on many, many occasions, when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was on his deathbed, Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu comes, and he then addresses him, Many, many occasions he says that I heard Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, Kuntu wa Abu Bakrin wa Umar. I was somewhere, Abu Bakr was there, Umar was there. I went somewhere, Abu Bakr was there, Umar was there. I did this, Abu Bakr was with me, Umar was with me. In other words, numerous occasions when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would say about something, he would take the name of Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhuma. They were with him in everything. Those personalities. One occasion something happened. And some little exchange took place. And Abu Bakr said something to Umar. And he got a little upset. We're talking about insan, human beings. They were not farishtas that came from the heavens who didn't have any emotions. They were also human beings. But they were human beings of another caliber. So on the one end, their human nature that they also had feelings, if somebody said something which wasn't, uh, could, could upset them, it happened. On some occasions it happened. But there's lessons out of all this. So Abu Bakr said something, Umar became upset for a moment. And he became upset, so he didn't say anything, after all it was Abu Bakr that said it to him. So he woke up and he started walking away. Abu Bakr immediately realized this was not the thing to have said. Now this is the first lesson. That when this taqwa, this realization will come that was this supposed to be said or not? A person is insan, he can slip up. We are all weak, we are all human beings. But if there is no taqwa, then the person will say the worst thing and he will brag about it. He will do the worst things and he will boast about it. And he will feel proud about it. He will actually make himself a hero out of it. This is what I did. And this is how I took a person for a ride and he didn't even know what came and what went. And he will regard himself as a hero in the whole thing. So there's a lack of taqwa, then there's no concern. What I said, is it the right thing or wrong thing? Is this something that earned the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? Or it distanced me from Allah Ta'ala? No consideration for that. Is this something that I am causing taklif to somebody else. I am hurting somebody's feelings. I am breaking somebody's heart. No, there's no taqwa. There's no concern. So this is the first aspect of this unity. There will be taqwa. Then there will be this thinking, this fikr, this concern. What am I saying? I can. I'm an insan. I can slip. Did I do the right thing or wrong thing? Now I realize I did the wrong thing. So this realization will come out of taqwa. 
Vukirilano realizes immediately, no, this wasn't the right thing to say. So he now immediately wakes up. He's Abu Bakr. Afzalul Bashari Ba'd al-Anbiya. The greatest of all the human beings after the Anbiya alim The person who the Quran Sharif refers to. Saniyas naini idhuma fil ghari idh yaqulu li sahibihi la tahzad inna Allah ma'ana. That he was the second of the two when they were in the cave. One was Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he was the second. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was saying li sahibihi to his companion, the companionship of Abu Bakr radiallahu is established in the Quran Sharif. And therefore the ulama kiram state that somebody uh, rejects Abu Bakr radiallahu being the companion and sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he quotes kufr. Because he's rejecting this ayat of the Quran Sharif. That person who the Quran Sharif refers to, and is يقول صاحبه لا تحزن إن الله معنا. Nabi Salaam says to him, "Don't fear, don't grieve on anything. Allah Taala is with us. Allah Taala reveals the ayat to establish it. Indeed, this is it. Allah Taala is with both of you. That personality who has that rank, he wakes up. He wakes up and walks behind us, Umar, now immediately, and he says, "Please forgive me." But Hazrat Umar Lano was at that time a little bit overwhelmed with that emotion. He didn't say anything, but he carried on walking, went away into his house and closed the door. But now the first lesson there was taqwa, so that realization came, that this wasn't the right thing to have said. The second thing was there was tawazo, despite the rank, despite the position, but there was humility. So that humility was what made him wake up to go behind Hazrat Umar Lawan. So he was junior in rank. But he made him go and ask him, please forgive me. But Hazrat Umar at that moment was a bit overwhelmed. So he didn't say anything. But he went away in his house and closed the door. So now that he went away in his house and closed the door, now what? Hazrat takes a U-turn from there and he comes straight to the place of Rasulullah comes to the gathering of Nabi But now, again, the lesson, the two things, vital things, taqwa and tawazu. Hazrat Umar is now thinking. Abu Bakr asked me for forgiveness and I closed the door on him. Now there was taqwa, the realization, this wasn't the right thing to do. When there was taqwa, the realization came shortly. Hardly minutes have passed. And when there's no taqwa, then the person will shut the door and then he will, on top of that, he will even send maybe some immediate email as well. Don't ever try to come close to me again in your life. And you dare come close, then you were warned. And on top of that, Allah knows better what other steps will be taken. But when this taqwa, the realization immediately, that he even came behind me to ask me for forgiveness, and I closed the door on him, this is the wrong thing to have done. So he immediately comes out of his house again, searching for Abu Bakr he goes to his house, has Abu Bakr's house, knocks on the door, where is Abu Bakr? Now what brings him out of his house? First the realization came out of taqwa. And whatever it is, I got to humble myself. The tawazu now brings him to Abu Bakr Lanu's house. Finds out, he says he's not here. He thinks to himself, if he's not here, there can only be one other place he's gone to. He's gone to the company of Rasulullah Now in the meantime, Abu Bakr Lanu has already reached. And as he's coming from the distance, Nabi Sassam can see him, see him coming. 
and he sees his face, the face gives away everything. Person's face, it's a very big tail carrier. Carries the tails of all the things that are inside. Person is grieved, the face says it. Person is happy, the face says it. Carries all the tails of the inner condition of a person. So Nabi Wasallam saw him coming from a distance and he says, Amma sahibukum hadha faqad ghamara. He says to the others who are sitting there, that your brother, your companion, he has had some problem with somebody. He's come after some problem with somebody. In the meantime, Abu Bakr Lama comes and he narrates what happened. And I said this, but it was not the right thing to say. But then I went and asked for forgiveness. But he went away in his house, he closed the door. In the meantime, now as this discussion has just taken place, Hazrat Umar is now coming. And as Hazrat Umar is approaching, Hazrat Abu Bakr sees that Nabi Islam's face is changing color. That he is now upset. And he immediately reads the situation. That Nabi Islam is upset at the conduct of Hazrat Umar. Now, Imagine this situation, somebody has said something to us and now we took it to some senior in the family or whatever and now we realize that this person who we have reported it to has understood what we are saying, is going to pass judgment in our favor or whatever the case is. So now what we'll do, as they say, we'll rub it in more for him, for the other party. So the Umar is coming, and Hazrat Abu Bakr can see Nabi Sallallahu face changing color. And he realizes that he is upset at Umar Allah's conduct. And he is going to perhaps reprimand him. He may per- perhaps punish him. Allah forbid that some baddua or something comes against him. Hazrat Abu Bakr stands up on his knees. Now can we imagine, we are talking about taqwa and tawazo. He stands on his knees. He was sitting, he's now on his knees. And he repeatedly says to Nabi Sallallahu that Kuntu ana azlamu ya Rasulullah. Kuntu ana azlamu ya Rasulullah. Nabi Sallallahu it was my fault, not his. It was my fault. He's diverting the attention away and he's bringing it upon himself. Please don't tell Umar anything, it was my fault. Don't punish him, don't reprimand him. Now, he was in a sense the aggrieved party. But this humility was to that level. That after all, he's my brother. If I take the blame, then what's the problem? But if I save him from getting reprimanded, then what a great thing. He stands up on his knees in the company of Nabi Wasallam, in the gathering of other sahaba. And he is pleading in this way, so to say. I was my fault. I was the main problem in this. Hazrat Umar nevertheless comes, Nabi Wasallam doesn't say anything to him, but then he addresses the Sahaba in general, and he says, when everybody said, Kazabta, when initially the Dawah was given, and people were called towards Allah Ta'ala, and everybody said that, no, you are lying. But Abu Bakr said, Sadaqta, he said, what you are saying is the truth. And he gave various other things, and Nabi Wasallam said, Hal andum tari sahibi, Will you leave my companion for me? And don't trouble him in any way? But the lessons that we learn out of this, that this could be such a volatile situation. These kind of things happen daily. But what is the outcome from our little issues? Let alone 
in major problems, in day-to-day little things. Within the four walls of the home, in the extended family, somebody forget told us anything. Somebody didn't tell us something. Forget telling us something, they didn't tell us something. They didn't tell us, come home for the, there's a, my son is getting married, so you invited. They didn't tell us something. That itself is such a problem. That itself sometimes will carry on for a lifelong of problems. Whereas the akhlaq that Nabi Islam taught, the akhlaq he taught the primary things of taqwa and in terms of creating this unity, maintaining this unity of the hearts, creating this peace, this happiness, this love, muhabbat, these aspects of taqwa and tawazu. And when this tawazu will be there, then there will be this compassion. Tawazu brings along with it compassion, brings kindness, brings that easy go nature, brings forgiveness. All this is related to tawazu. And when this compassion is there, then Allah Ta'ala's mercy is there. Ar-Rahimun yarhamuhumur rahmanu tabaraka wa ta'ala. Irhamu man fil ard, yarhamkum man fil sama. Nabi Islam says that Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Ar-Rahimun yarhamuhumur rahmanu tabaraka wa ta'ala. Those who are compassionate, who are merciful to others, Allah Ta'ala shows His mercy on them. Irhamu man fil ard. You have mercy upon those on the earth, Allah Ta'ala will have mercy on you. This compassion. Rahimallahu rajulan samhan. Allah Ta'ala is arhamur rahimin. The most merciful of all those who have mercy. Allah Ta'ala created mercy in the hearts of people. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is at every juncture of Bismillah. And what is it teaching us? All the time, these two attributes of Allah Ta'ala. A person does anything, he should start off with Bismillah. He eats Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. He's drinking something, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. He's performing salah. He read his salah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. He is going to open the door, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. At every juncture, Bismillah. And what is Bismillah teaching us? The two attributes of Allah Ta'ala, Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim. The most compassionate, the most merciful. So this has to rub off on us. This will come with tawazo. When a person is merciful in everything, Nabi Islam gave dua for such people. Rahim Allahu rajulan samhan. Ida ba'a wa ida shtara wa ida qtada. Nabi Islam's dua. If some buzru comes, some very great personality comes, we regard it as our good fortune to go and ask that person to make dua for us. And indeed we should try. We should take the duas of everybody. And if some very great personality, the imam of the haram came, or somebody managed, some other great personality came, and he made some special dua for somebody. He is elated. And indeed he should be. What about the dua of Rasulullah What should be the person's response in terms of trying to get the dua of Nabi Sallallahu Allah's Nabi Sallallahu making dua. Rahim Allah. Rahim Allah rajulan samha. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy. Allah's rahmat come upon such a person. The dua of Nabi Sallallahu For the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala to come. Upon whom? Rajulan samhan. A person who is very overlooking, very easygoing, when he buys, when he sells, when he demands payment, he's easygoing. Normally we regard it as a great virtue to be a, to drive a hard bargain. And a person is regarded as very smart. If he drives a hard bargain, and if he squeezes the last drop out of the person, and when giving, he squeezes the last drop out first and then gives the rest. And he regards it as a great, something that is like a great ability. 
Whereas Allah is talking about something very different. He says, Rahimallahu rajulan samhan. Person who's easy going. Al mu'minuna hayyinuna layyinun. The believer, the believer, what is his quality? Hayyinuna layyinun. Very easy going, very soft natured. Very forgiving. Now these are the things that bring now this unity in akhlaq. That unity in all the aspects, unity in iman, unity in ibadat, unity in amal, unity in muasharat, unity in akhlaq. Everybody is on the same wavelength. I should be forgiving. Now if the husband and wife are on the same wavelength, as somebody said, marriage, marriage is a unity of two forgivers. This is what marriage is all about. That a good marriage, a good marriage is a unity of two forgivers. Because everybody is weak. Everybody has mistakes. Everybody has weaknesses. But if everybody is not a forgiver, then there's going to be big problems. So now this forgiveness, this good nature, this being very easygoing, being compassionate, being kind, and all this found in these two aspects, in the act of taqwa and tawazu. When these two things are acquired, then this which is such a desirable thing, which brings that pleasure, which brings that happiness, which brings that peace and serenity, which makes the heart filled with joy, the aspect of unity, whether it is on a family level, on a society level, between spouses, between parents and children, whatever it is, this can become achievable in a reality. But this is the prescription. Prescription is what Allah wa ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif, the way Rasulullah has displayed. And what we have learned from the lives of the Sahaba Ikram. So may Allah wa ta'ala grant us this akhlaq, grant us this mu'asharat, grant us this way of life of Rasulullah wasallam, and make this a reality in our homes, in our societies, that we live with this serenity, with this sukoon, this peace, but we adopt this prescription entirely in our lives. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين رسائد دلو شريف لا محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا 
ہو جائے میرا دل میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا الشکر کلہ اللہم لا نحصی ثنان علیک انتکما اثنیت علی نفسک 
جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا وغلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وجرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتضفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان إله العالمين يا الله most merciful Allah most gracious Allah most kind Allah most beloved Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله إله العالمين يا الله you forgive all our ingratitude to your نعمات and favors يا الله إله العالمين يا الله يا الله you make us your obedient and pious servants يا الله إله العالمين full our hearts with your love يا الله full our hearts with the love of رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم full our hearts with the love of Deen يا الله full our hearts with the love of the Quran شريف يا الله Fill our hearts with the love of the Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the malice and the jealousy and the hatred, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the pride and arrogance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the love of the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the love of the ego, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evils of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with all the good qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill tawazu in our hearts, Ya Allah. Grant us humility in its reality, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us the great akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant unity in families, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant unity in communities and societies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the peace and the serenity that we are desiring, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us the sukoon that we are hoping for, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all the dissension, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Ummah is suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the suffering from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, give the oppressors also hidayat, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring such a punishment on them that will become a listen to the entire mankind, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are starving and hungry, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are without clothes, give them clothing to wear, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are ill and sick, Ya Allah, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are in financial difficulties, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's sustenance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from everything that is doubtful also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a taqwa, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with tawazu, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save the youth of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save the adults of the ummah, Ya Allah. Save the women of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of Ya Allah, fulfilling our five times salah with jamaah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform our salah with khushu and khudu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let our hearts be totally dedicated to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the commands of deen, Ya Allah. Save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Save us from ghibat, Ya Allah. Save us from the lustful glances, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from lying, Ya Allah. Save us from bohtan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from listening to music, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from looking at haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us remember at every moment that you are looking at us, Ya Allah. When we are looking at something, you are 
looking at us, Ya Allah. Save us from looking at all the filth and the evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fitnas of the internet, Ya Allah. Save us from the fitnas of the phone, Ya Allah. You protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you safeguard us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not leave us to ourselves for one moment, Ya Allah. We are very weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we will get trapped in nafs and shaitan's traps, Ya Allah. Only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. You guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, fulfill all their pious wishes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fulfill all their needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away from our families, from throughout the Ummah, Ya Allah, fill their covers with Noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete Maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, also take us with the Kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, give us death on complete Iman and perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahu Alamin, give us death on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahu Alamin, save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahu Alamin, save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from Khatma. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant one and all khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us, Ya Allah, khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Fill our covers with nur, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us the water of kawthar from his mubarak hands, Ya Allah. Let Nabi Islam be happy to see us on that day, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let him be pleased and joyful to see us on that day, Ya Allah. Let him embrace us and intercede on our behalf on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from that situation that Nabi Islam is displeased to see us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let it not be that he is upset to see us, Ya Allah. Let him not chase us on that day, Ya Allah. If he chases us away on that day, there's nobody to save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Don't take us to account, Ya Allah. We have nothing that we can present, Ya Allah. All we can do is ask for your mercy, Ya Allah. All we can do is ask for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you grant sukoon in every family, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of husbands and wives, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of extended families, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite all on taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant taqwa to each one, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring each one on deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of fulfilling all your commands, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are present, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the knower unseen, Ya Allah. You are the knower of what is in each person's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fulfill each one's pious dies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fulfill each one's aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove each one's worries and concerns and anxieties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirah to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the things that Rasulullah asked for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. Ya Allah, whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we also seeking refuge from it, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khairi khalqihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbil